Welcome to People in Exile, where we have conversations, host interviews, discuss books, and engage with the Bible to help believers live out their faith in an unbelieving world. Welcome to this episode of People in Exile. I uh, am your host for this episode, and I am here to join, per usual, with a couple of men. And those men are... The Ben Ellis. The Ben Ellis. Andrew Chamberlain. Just Andrew Chamberlain. Uh, ben and Andrew. The Ben well, and see, Andrew Show. I've Googled my name enough. Yeah. I know there are other Andrew Chamberlains. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel... I see. Yeah. feel good saying the... Right. You know, Ben, I think he probably is the only one. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Ben? No, I'm actually not the only one. Oh, man. But but here is this. I'm actually kind of hard to find on Google. Yeah. <laughs> My wife actually tried to find me on Google and it didn't work. It happened. <laughs> that might not be a bad thing. There was a uh, I'm happy about it. Yeah, there was a professional football player named Chris Chambers and so uh, that's who comes up um, you know anytime that uh, See, that's not good for yeah, you. Yeah. You want that. Yeah, so uh, I was taking my wife out on an anniversary to uh, Ruth Chris Steakhouse, I don't know, a few years ago. And uh, this is when he was still playing football. And it was in Tampa. And nice. He was playing for Miami. He actually came to – they were in town. So when I called in, they assumed that it was Chris Chambers, a football player. So they were pumped, man. They were awesome. ready to roll. And I came in, and I gave him my name, and they are like, immediately downcast. Like, super sad. Remember <laughs> <laughs> you tell me that story. I'm like, I'm going to tip. I mean, I'm going to tip decent. I mean, I'm not a slouch. I'm not, you know, a professional football player. But anyway. Um, right. <laughs> Talk about a boost here. You walk in. Yeah. Oh, crap. Oh, that guy. <laughs> uh, um, not the Chris Chambers, right? Um, so we are giving away a couple of books. And uh, this week, uh, we're giving away a copy of Studies in the Sermon on the Mount by Martin Lloyd-Jones, Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones. And uh, Pat Faida actually liked and shared. And uh, so we're going to be giving him a copy of this book. This week, we're going to be giving another uh, book away. It'll either be uh, John Stott's uh, Sermon on the Mount, or it'll be um, D.A. Carson's uh, study in Matthews chapter 5 through 10. Way to go, Pat. Yeah. So uh, again, same thing. You like and you share. If you wanted to reach out to us uh, after you liked and shared, uh, you know, either by telephone or uh, go to the website or go on the Facebook and instant message, that would be perfectly fine. Yeah. And uh, the the one that I'm excited to see is just keep sharing the Facebook yep. page even in between because yep. we are we, we appreciate that. So thank you so much. Mm-hmm. So, fellas, this is what we're going to do. We kind of uh, walked through uh, with the intro and then we talked a little bit more kind of about Beatitudes uh, last time. So what we're looking at doing today is continuing through uh, the Beatitudes. But what I wanted to do, and here's kind of the outline for today, uh, we're going to look at what, what's called the un-Beatitudes. All right, we're going to talk through that a minute. Uh, and then we're going to go back to uh, chapter Matthew 5, uh, verse 3. But I also want us to look over at Luke chapter 6 and kind of talk about the differences that we see over there, why we might see those differences. So that's uh, kind of where we're going today. Sound good? Sounds great. Yes. All right. So let me, uh, let me do this. Um, let me go ahead and read the Beatitudes for us, right, real quick, and then we'll jump into the unbeatitudes. So, um, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Uh, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Earth, rather. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be the sons of God. 
And blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And he goes on to say, Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for you, uh, your reward, rather, is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. All right, so that's the Beatitudes. That's Matthew chapter 5. When we think about the Beatitudes, that's what we're talking about. I was do- When I was doing some study, go ahead, Vinny. I was just going to say, where did the unbeatitudes come from? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, in one of, the, one of the commentaries that I was uh, using, uh, I, I saw this. Uh, off to the side and uh, looked looked at it and thought, hmm, that's kind of interesting. Let's uh, let's talk about it. So that's that's cool. <laughs> that's what that is. That's pretty much how every episode begins with us. Hey, that's interesting. Yeah. Let's talk about let's it. Let's talk about it. That's it. So uh, y'all want me to go through all of the unbeatitudes and then we'll go back one one by one. Or is it is it are they trying to make like a, mm-hmm. an opposite? Yeah, of each yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'd like to hear them all. All first. Okay, here we go. So this is what it says. And so instead of blessed, they say wretched. So wretched are the spiritually self-sufficient, for theirs is the kingdom of hell. Number two. Well, they started out big there, didn't they? There you go. There you go. (laughs) Escalated quickly. (laughs) Wretched are those who deny the tragedy of their sinfulness, for they will be troubled. Wretched are the self-centered, for they will be empty. Wretched are those who ceaselessly justify themselves, for their efforts will be in vain. Wretched are the merciless, for mercy will, uh, for no mercy will be shown to them. Wretched are those with impure hearts, for they will not see God. Wretched are those who reject uh, peace, for they will earn the title sons of Satan. And then number eight, wretched are the uh, uncommitted for convenience. For their, or for convenience sake, <clears throat> for their destination is hell. <clears throat> mm. So, real quick, what are your what are your quick thoughts about the unbeatitudes? So, I think my hot take on those, real quick, is that uh, they're they're pretty well put together mm-hmm. in terms as, as a, a, a negative mirror for yeah. the beatitudes. Like just think, like not thinking real hard about them, but just kind of feeling the flow and feeling some of the 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 end results. I think it's actually a pretty good negative reflection yeah. of of uh, of what the beatitudes. So kind of like. understanding the true meaning of the beatitudes right. and looking at the opposite of that, you right? Feel like absolutely. Probably capture and, that. And well. I think just like with the beatitudes, though, thinking through those would be really interesting to figure out. You know, not just the the rhetoric of it all, but actually how how you would think through that, how that would play out in a regular like av- everyday thought process, conversation pattern, etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, when I heard them, they're just. That's the first time I've heard that. I mean, it was mm-hmm. scary. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, just yeah. to think the, the, I mean, because when we look at the Beatitudes, the the thing that pops most to me, honestly, is 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 not the blessing part. It's the it's the precursor to the blessing because it seems there's an offering there, you know, of self or attitude or something. The blessing is always like it doesn't hit me as much like all, but there's a wonderful blessings in the beatitude. I mean, absolutely phenomenal ones. Right. And, and what hit me here wasn't um, so much the, the offering. It was the curse mm. that came because of it. Yeah. So it just, that was pretty powerful. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. For, that was good. Well, so are y'all good with kind of just talking through those real quick? Sure. Yeah. That, if you feel like that might be fruitful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. All right. We won't spend too much time because we do want to get into the text. Uh, but uh, I, I, I figured this might be interesting. As, uh, as Ben stated. So let's look at the first one. Well, I think, yeah, uh, go uh, sorry, go ahead and read no, the no, first one and then I'll jump. Oh, well, I was just going to think the first one I think is really interesting because certainly, I, I, I don't know, you said which commentary you read this in, but certainly the, the, the commentator took very seriously the idea that poor in spirit is not 
a poverty, not a poverty position, but rather it is a spiritual condition. Which uh, is a conversation we're going to have here yeah, in just a few minutes. Yeah, because we're going to get to the Luke part, Yeah, too. Luke 6, yeah. 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 Um, so a little foreshadowing. <laughs> a little, little teaser there. Yeah, I do my best. <laughs> harbinger. Yeah, there you go. So it's going to be um, your new nickname. So again, <laughs> I, what I'll do is I'll, I'll read back and forth uh, the, the Beatitude, and then I'll read the Unbeatitude, and then we'll talk uh, through each one real quick. All right, so blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The unbeatitude, wretched are the spiritually self-sufficient, for theirs is the kingdom of hell. And again, we really want to talk about the unbeatitude because we're going to get to the beatitude. Self-sufficient? Yeah, self-sufficient, for theirs is the kingdom of hell. Mm -hmm. So we talked about that idea last week, I think pretty good, um, regarding... Uh, you know, poor in spirit and the idea of needing to get to that place. And, you know, Ben, you were walking us kind of through what that was, what that looked like from a gospel standpoint is what Correct, we did. Correct, yeah. And, uh, you know, you noted that, you know, every certainly the gospel is available to everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, not everyone acknowledges their need for that gospel. Absolutely. Um, and so here we have, you know, wretched other spiritually self-sufficient. I can do it, right? Well, yeah. you're not doing it. Yeah, but if I just try harder, I can. Absolutely. Um, and so that's, you know, I think that's what we kind of see here. And then like, like Andrew was saying, the, uh, the curse, right. As, as opposed to the blessing here is the kingdom of hell. The, the truth is that's our default setting, right. As sinful fallen human beings. Absolutely. Yeah. So one thing I will point out, cause Ben made the, Ben made the point that it, it's looking spiritual instead of just a poverty. And, you know, again, Luke six, we'll talk about that in a moment, but it is interesting they just say self-sufficient. They don't put any other mm-hmm. qualifier on it. So I guess you could, though, still interpret that as from a from a um, from a just not necessarily just spiritual, but you could interpret that as a so. Well, I'm my own man. I'm mm-hmm. my own woman. I can do this. I've you know I've made this kingdom. You know, mm-hmm. eat, drink, and be merry, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So yeah, could, no, you could see it that way, I suppose. Yeah, I think I think you really could. I just and this is the thing that that bothers me. Not only. Uh, about the unbeatitude, but also the beatitude. There is that the balance is the balance is a spiritual context. So it's not like you have a physical context leading to a spiritual context, right? Because poverty is a physical problem, right? It's there are there are other things that go into that, right? But poverty ultimately, in and of itself, is a physical issue, right? So to have a physical issue be a deriving point for a spiritual issue, I think is 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 problematic. Let me ask you this, because uh, we, we, as we discussed, I think in the intro, in uh, Matthew chapter four, uh, Jesus says, you know, the kingdom of heaven is what? At, At hand. hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, here in the unbeatitude, we see um, the, the curse being for theirs is the kingdom of hell. Uh, I think. As Christians, we tend to look at, uh, you know, the kingdom as as having arrived when Jesus came, right, ushering in uh, mm-hmm. the kingdom in a sense, although it's it's the already but not yet. The inaugurated we'll kingdom, that. yeah. Yeah. Um, so in this sense, what, what what might you say about that? Would the kingdom of hell already be here as well? I would say, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I would say um, uh, definite yes for two reasons. One, the... If you look at some other texts where it says he, you know, referencing Satan and he's the prince of the air, mm-hmm. you know, and if you also look at the book of Revelation and if you think of that as a forward thinking or if you think of that as a current, it really doesn't matter. It says what that the that he will be cast there. So if he's going to be cast there, then what? It's already there, you know. So mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I think there is that. And then with this specifically with this text, it's that same idea. It's that. Uh, wretched are the self-sufficient for theirs is the kingdom. It's, it's, it's not theirs will be the kingdom there. It, it is. So mm-hmm. if we're just going to use their language, whoever yeah, wrote yeah, this, yeah. I would say, 
Yeah, no, let me just, so it was, life application commentary was the life application uh, Bible commentary. And what, well, one okay. other thing. Before, so I don't have a, it's, you know, it's editor, yeah. a bunch of, you know, yeah, folks working together. One other thing I think is interesting about this is, and this is not necessarily toward what you just said, but if we look at this, when you look at the, I guess you'd call this the antithesis of the beatitude or whatever. Sure, yeah. It kind of highlights the beatitude a very good way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. It highlights right. the... The intent. So. Yeah, I think it helps us. And I, I think it was uh, uh, at, at Southern Seminary, um, Donald Whitney. Uh, he mm-hmm. has a, a great book on spiritual disciplines, and he's got at least two chapters on, on Bible study in mm-hmm. particular. And uh, I believe in his book, one of the things that he talks about in, in as we study Scripture, one of the ways to understand Scripture better is to do what is to do this right here. Take the opposite. the opposite. Yeah, yeah, look at the opposite and see if that can't help you gain some understanding on what mm-hmm. it is saying. Well, it's not saying this. So let's see what it is saying. You know? Well, then read the read the beatitude again. Now that we've said that, let's let's kind of contrast them a little bit. Is yeah, that right? yeah, sure. So, uh, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Wretched are the spiritually self sufficient, for theirs wretched. is the kingdom Ooh, of hell. Right. It's kind of a shrinking word. It's, it's tough. It's tough. It's pretty heavy. Pretty yeah. laden. Wow. Very good. Do you want to move on to number yeah. two? Let's All right. Second one. unbeatitude. Well, beatitude. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted, right? Okay. Uh, on the flip side of that, the unbeatitude, wretched are those who deny the tragedy of their sinfulness, for they will be troubled. Yeah, I like this because it's an obvious building, and in, in a lot of ways, it's a sense in which you're, you're understanding that it's like it's like your the 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 person's understanding of the previous beatitude, mm-hmm. right? Is actually building yeah. in the current yeah. of of what's coming next, right? Which is why I which is why again uh, why I think that as you look at the both the beatitudes here and the unbeatitudes here, you see this spiritual condition being highlighted because as you're going through it, it's it's building one upon the other, right? And and you see that spiritual blindness coming to to light here, mm-hmm. uh, both in the beatitude and in the unbeatitude. This one really reminds me of, um, I think it's the great divorce yeah. by C.S. C.S. Lewis, Lewis. Yep. Where, where they can't see the, who they really are and mm-hmm. they keep shrinking. If I yeah. think I'm right, mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. referencing the right book, you know, yeah, you are. they, they are, they, it's like a, I don't know if you would say this was a willful blindness and I don't know if it much matters. Blindness is blindness, right? Correct. Uh, so willful or not, um, they're blind to the fact that they are, they are sinful. They are, I mean, they are that. And I think this one, this one to me really, not that the first one doesn't, but this one does a very good job of, in my opinion, highlighting what that be added, you know, the, the beatitude is trying to say. So mm-hmm. I really like this one. I think it does a good job of, of like Whitney's point of doing the opposite so yeah. you can see the real better. Mm-hmm. I like this one a lot. Yeah. It really gets me. Whitney's book, by the way, is Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life, if yes. anybody wants to go out and purchase that one. Donald Whitney. Donald Whitney. Um, I, I tell you what, we'll, we'll, we'll go to one more before I pull that in. Um, well, you got any thoughts on that one? Well, yeah. okay, I'll just go ahead and do it now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There's another small commentary that um, that Ben actually pointed me on to, uh, Clarence Jordan, right, Sermon on the Mount. Mm-hmm. And uh, in this particular book, so one, one thing he does, and Ben, you mentioned um, how the one builds on the other. And I think we, we talked about that briefly either in the last episode or the one before, the idea that um, as we're looking at the, the Beatitudes, we're not looking at each individual statement uh, in and of itself, right, all by itself. Right. Like you said, it, the, like the one, one builds, yeah, yeah. It's, it's one total statement. unit, yeah. Right. 
uh, and, and each statement builds on the previous and sets like up the really bill for of the rights. Next. Yeah, the bill of rights is one thing, but you got all these things in. in right, 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 right. Yeah, it's one collective whole. Um, and so, anyhow, what, one of the things this Clarence Jordan did, which I thought was kind of interesting, he compared um, the Beatitudes to uh, either education or health. Right, this idea. So let me let me let me let me share this real quick. So he says this. Uh, for example, if, if if somebody wants to enter into education, right, we see a similar pattern as we see in the Beatitudes. See if you see if this follows. Uh, number one, blessed are they who admit they are ignorant, for theirs is learning. Right. So there has to be an acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. I I don't know something before I can get to the point where I can maybe learn something, right? That's right. So blessed are they who admit they are ignorant for theirs is learning. Number two, blessed are they who are concerned enough to enroll in school for they shall be taught, right? So not only do I acknowledge I'm ignorant, but I'm going to take a step of action. I'm going to do something about that. I'm going to go somewhere where I can learn uh, uh, about things, right? Yep. And then I'm going to enroll in that school. And then the third one, which is the meek, and we'll get to that in just a second, is blessed are they who submit to the teacher, for they shall inherit the teacher's wisdom. So there's a submission that takes place mm-hmm. as well. Yep. Again, we, as we mentioned last week, the idea of meek, that, that uh, true estimation of self, I understand that I am a finite human being. I understand that God is infinite, right? Yep. And the knowledge yep. that he can provide to me is infinitely more than anything that I can attain on my own. Um, so back to the unbeatitude here says, wretched are those who deny the tragedy of their sinfulness for they will be troubled. So they, they, there's, there's a, they see, right. There is something there. Right. Mm-hmm. And yet they refuse to acknowledge that, uh, which ultimately leads to, um, them being nothing but trouble, right. Moving forward. What, what, what's the blessing again in the second one? Uh, we'll be comforted. Blessed we'll be are comforted. those who yeah. mourn for they will be comforted. Yeah. Okay. So the acknowledgement of the morning or the acknowledgement of the cause of the morning, mm-hmm. you know, and the, the surrender to the fact that you are mourning, you know, is the pathway to the comfort. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, I think this one right here does a very good job by showing you the opposite yeah. side of saying that. So yeah, I really like that one. Number three, cool. wretched are the self-centered. Again, the first one was self-sufficient, right? The mm-hmm. third one here is self-centered. Wretched are the self-centered, for they will be empty. Right? Again, the opposite, yeah. of course. Uh, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And I think there's a huge a huge um, hearkening back to Ecclesiastes in that, right? Mm. The vanity yeah. of all things. Yep. Like, so if you if you perceive yourself as self-sufficient, if you focus just on yourself, what's mm-hmm. it ultimately going to end, end you up in is nothing. Right, because when when the author of Ecclesiastes is writing through all that, like he's he's doing all these kind of things for selfish ambition, mm-hmm. selfish you know self satisfying yeah. kind of issues, and and it all he says at the end of the day, it's all vanity. And and we think of you know again as you said, the author of Ecclesiastes, not one hundred percent certain. A lot of folks think Solomon may have been the author, right, right. right. Um, you know, and and if we if we think that for a moment that Solomon was the author, uh, individual that had everything that he could have ever desired, everything he did ever desire. And yet at the end of that, right, what was what was it? It was like yeah. chasing after the chasing wind. Chasing after the wind, yeah. yeah. What's the promise again in the regular beatitude? Uh, for the meek shall this inherit one. the earth. Okay, yeah. so this is my first critique of this one. Mm-hmm. I think this will be empty doesn't have the same weight as inheriting the earth. Mm-hmm. So, like, this was the one I'm like, I, when I first heard it, and then as we did it again, I'm like, yeah, I get their point, I suppose, but it's like, it, to me, it doesn't seem as have the much as much gravity. I think this I think, one. Go, oh, ahead. go ahead. I was just gonna say it's like from an existential perspective, though. Like if you're thinking philosophically, and and you're you're so you're satisfying yourself, right? But at the end, there is this ex- existential angst caught at the end of it, which is really this existential black hole, 
that they kind of think of. And I think that's really kind of where this is pointing for me. That's for me why it carries the weight as the other ones because it's not just empty like as in an empty cup. It's empty as in like welcome to this devoid of everything, mm-hmm. also known as a black hole. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's, that's kind of how I think about it. And they should have wrote that. <laughs> Look, man. If I could make people write the things I want them to write, <laughs> no, I, I mean, I get their point. Yeah, I don't, don't want to be overly cr- critical. I'm just saying the first one. You got the the curse of hell. Yeah, yeah. right. Troubled. Uh, when you relate that to the second one, I think that's very Comforted, troubled. Yep. And then this one is you will get the earth. Inherit the earth. And yep. then empty. Empty. I mean, again, I get the inherit point. nothing. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm overly critiquing. Point yeah. is, no, no, no. I got you. Self centered. It is the opposite of what was the what's the beatitude the promise and the or the meek meek, meek. okay so again we kind of inter- we kind of uh, as lord jones uh, a true estimation of oneself right a so true estimate. seeing how god actually sees yeah. us seeing how That's we relate the to finite god versus the infinite yeah yeah, yeah. 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 okay yeah. so then we uh we have number four which is wretched are those who ceaselessly justify themselves for their efforts will be in vain now let's 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 compare this uh, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be satisfied. Uh, I like this one a lot. So let's say it again. Wretched are those who ceaselessly, endlessly justify themselves, for their efforts will be in vain. I like this one a lot. All right, go ahead. Because, um, help me again. Uh, you're going to have to mm-hmm. give me the, the regular beatitude. Hunger and thirst for righteousness. Okay, so if they're hungering and thirsting for righteousness, bear with me for a moment. They know that it's it cannot be in them th- of themselves because they have mm-hmm. something that's not satisfied. Hence, they're hungry and thirsty. Mm-hmm. You know, take mm-hmm. the physical. If I'm hungry and thirsty, I can't just oh man, imagine food and now I'm full, right? So they they have a some a real need and then they go outside of themselves and what we find they go to God. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. This one is they don't go outside of themselves. What they stay within themselves to justify who they are, their condition, their thoughts. Uh, their perceptions, whatever, and all of it is is vanity. So I really like this one. I think this one's powerful. No, yeah, I think this one is good too. And I think there's again this this harkens back, I think, again to the gospel, right? Because every time we try to self justify ourselves before God, we're gonna end up empty. We're gonna end up failed, right? But at the end of the day, like God God through the gospel justifies us and he fills us with righteousness that we can't again just as andrew is pointing out it's like it's like nourishment it's like bread to a starving man right he eats and he's filled not as opposed to you know just i'm going to imagine a turkey dinner and call it a day you know it's there's there's definitely that external imputation of righteousness that is definitely a part of the process there yeah that's a good reference to romans 4 if i'm not mistaken he imputes th- the, yeah yeah absolutely i think that um another thing here is uh, not only from a salvific standpoint right wretched to those who ceaselessly justify themselves for their efforts of faith. we think about salvation we think about the justification we think about the sanctification we think about glorification i i, I would i would put sanctification here as well right uh sure wretched are those who who ceaselessly uh, uh attempt to sanctify themselves right mm-hmm. because their efforts will be in vain uh, and again, really I, we meant what well, we mentioned earlier about yeah. right, that try harder, right? And I, I yeah. think that's something that we we see in in, in many many churches today. Uh, you know, well, I continually fall into this pattern of sin. Well, just try harder. You know, you can't pull yourself up by the by the bootstraps. Yeah. We said earlier, just try harder. You know, listen, you you, you you can do it. You can do it. Think positively, right? Yeah. The positive thinking, the power of positive thinking, all of those types of things. Uh, but. The uh, uh, the truth of the matter is is that we are sanctified in the very same way that we're justified, right? And that is 
based in our faith in in Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit, right? Giving, allowing us to do those things. Anyway, before we yeah, uh, actually before yeah, we jump yeah, forward, another yeah. one real quick. Uh, yeah. Something I think is really interesting is we as we think about this in our daily lives, though, right? There are some, particularly in Western American culture, we have this idea of self sufficiency as mm-hmm. a very positive thing, and I think that's one of the challenges that we that we face as we think about this because here in the in the third beatitude or the third unbeatitude rather, it says you know wretched are the are the self sufficient, right? There's this sense in which you know uh, particularly, I mean, you as a as a as a lawyer owning your own firm, right? And and Andrew as the 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 executive director, CEO of uh, of Jericho Road, you guys work really hard and do a really good job both at what you guys do, right? So there's a sense in which there is a certain level of self-sufficiency that is appropriate, right? Because you guys uh, on one hand, you're doing the work, you're doing everything else. But on the flip side of that coin, you know, I think you guys would both bear witness to the fact that where you are now, despite the work that you put into it, is ultimately because God has blessed and gifted and moved in your life, right? So there's a sense in which as people are thinking through this kind of thing, right? Again, I think highlighting the proper estimation of oneself is really important because there's nothing wrong with working hard and recognizing the work that you put into it, but ultimately recognizing its source is another part of the process. Yeah, because, I mean, that part is biblical. Right, absolutely. So... Tangent coming, all right? This is the challenge with stuff like the prosperity gospel, from my mind. Because, you know, Scripture is very clear that if you work hard, there's going to be a reward. There's a, this the natural culmination of these things, right? Mm-hmm. And But when you take things that thwart that, hence, say, the prosperity gospel, it takes a, a principle that Scripture is, already has, and then it puts it in a way that is now obviously not biblical, but secondarily, it makes it harder for people who are trying to just follow scripture, mm-hmm. see that without thinking, man, I'm already in this camp of prosperity and all this. It's, so it's a challenging thing. So using that as an example with this, you know, that's, I think self-sufficiency is a, a, a big part, especially if you look at a cultural standpoint, that's, that's how we are as a culture. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I would dare say, you know, specifically as men, uh, I've been told many, many times by people I admire and respect. Okay, you got to figure this out. You got to learn. You got to do it. You got you got to take ownership. You know, and all those things. And I'm teaching my kids the same thing, right? And mm-hmm. that's good. But the problem with what that is just like the prosperity gospel. If we take that too far, <laughs> right? And and like you said, we don't have a great a, a, a better understanding of no. It's God who elevates man. It's not man who elevates man. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. then it's out of whack. So I like this one. I think that's really good. Yeah, one one thing I just want to go back on what you mentioned there, Ben, regarding you know the self sufficiency, and uh, here's what I have found um, because you're absolutely right. The the only reason why I'm able to do what I'm able to do is because of the blessings that God has has bestowed upon me, and I know that I'm here because of Him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as as the, the the days and weeks and months and years go by, it is sometimes easy for me, uh, to begin to lean into that self-sufficiency. Well, I better do this or I better do that. And what I find that's interesting is that the more I do that, the more angst, the more anxiety <laughs> that I experience, the more worry, uh, that I start to ding, feel. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, I was dealing with that. I was dealing with that last, I, I, I'm the type of person who, uh, you know, it's like, okay, I got to get this thing done. Yeah. I got to do it, you know? And, and I would, I would imagine that, uh, that's not a, that that's a very common film with a, a, a even in this room, but it's a you know mm-hmm. that whole mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. Once you keep pushing in, pushing and pushing, that 
that and if you keep that self-sufficiency going long enough then you start to you you thwart that in your mind and you get this result mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely you yeah. get this result where yeah. efforts so, are in vain yeah, yeah you're like oh my goodness and so what i had to do last night was um and i put out a facebook post because i had just this worship session you know because i was I, I took a walk last night. i was just kind of going through all these things and then i'm like i just went back through I'm like man there was god it was God. Mm-hmm. It was God. It was God. Yep. It yeah. was God in spite of me. Yeah. <laughs> it was God. <laughs> yeah. It was God in spite of my best effort. Mm-hmm. So, so dead on, Chris. Good, yep. good point. Yeah. Um, the fifth uh, wretched here says, wretched are the merciless, for mercy will not be shown uh, to them, or no mercy will be shown to them. Of course, the opposite is, blessed are the merciful. Can you mer- read merciful. that one one more time? Yeah. So, blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. On the flip side of that, blessed, or wretched, rather, are the merciless, or no mercy will be shown to them. I think this is one of those things that is that is almost self-evident, mm-hmm. right? Because I think even in our cultural perspective, right? I'm not even going to speak biblically, but from our cultural perspective, I think this is very true. Like, this is why we have movie one-liners that say things like, if you live by the sword, you'll die by the sword, yeah. right? This, these kind of ideas that what you live in your life, you will reap from those around you, right? And I think that that so even from a cultural perspective, I think this is something that that holds a lot of weight, right? So whether you're looking at the beatitude or the or the unbeatitude, I think we see this played out in life in a very very specific, like very obvious kinds of ways, specific and obvious kind of ways. You know, like if you're if you're rude or you're mean to, like if you're a business owner and you're rude or you're mean to your customers, uh, they're not going to show up, right? Mm-hmm. They're not going to continue to come to you for service if you are ultimately hostile to them right Mm -hmm. and uh you know in the same kind of way that kind of that so there's sort of that the principle of reaping and sowing right that i think is very specific here now again i think the beatitudes have a larger picture in mind Mm -hmm. uh when we they say the uh, blessed are the merciful for they shall receive mercy i think it's a reflection of their character i think it's a reflection of the three other beatitudes or the excuse me the four other beatitudes that preceded it Mm -hmm. you know so i think it's a it's it's a bigger context but i think there's also a cultural perspective that is very obvious in here as well yeah i mean i think ben made i would just say ditto to what he said the only other thing i would add is that this one to me is just from a like looking at it, this is probably like the most. Yeah, I mean, it's just they they literally just took the word and mm-hmm. put the opposite, yeah. and so it, it mm-hmm. makes you know it's it's hard to say hey mm-hmm. anything that's kind of weird here. Uh, the and one last point is the you know I think it's Matthew seven is uh, Jesus is going to hit this same point again like how you judge others is right. how I'll judge you. Sure. So mm-hmm. there's yeah. definitely yep. I think this is just a consistent theme. Yep. Not only in culture or I mean not this is a consistent theme throughout all of. Humanity. I'll just point to Hosea for a minute. So uh, w- one of the books that I was able to study through uh, through the pandemic, right, was mm-hmm. H- Hosea with uh, with our life group. And um, in, in looking there, you, you see right there at the beginning uh, in, in uh, chapter one or two of Hosea, um, you see, the, you know, God uh, giving this uh, prophecy to uh, Hosea and ultimately naming their three children. And of course, one of the children's names uh, equates to no mercy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we, we think back at to, you know, where Israel would have been at that time. You know, we're talking sacrifice, you know, child sacrifices. We're talking, they had leaned into uh, all of these, you know, pagan activities and pag- pagan worship practices. Uh, we're certainly not showing mercy, right, to, to, to the children, for example. Uh, and then it would, it would only be a matter of time. Northern Kingdom comes in, then, then we have Babylon, or the Northern Kingdom gets wiped out by Assyria, then Babylon comes in, wipes out. And here at that point now, of course, crying for mercy, crying for mercy. And what happens? 
There's no, no mercy. mercy. No mercy shown, you know? And so uh, in a very real sense, we see that even in the life of Israel. Do you all um, remember that brand, No Mercy? It was like yeah, a brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They came and they went. Yes, yeah. yes. Sorry. As soon as you said No Mercy, my head, I could even see their logo. Yes, yes. Uh, so, all right. So that's the uh, the fifth one. The sixth one here says this, wretched are those with impure hearts, for they will not see God. And again, uh, Andrew, as you were just saying with the flip side, uh, this is the same thing here because uh, the, on the other side it says, blessed are those uh, who are pure in heart or blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. I think one of the things that's interesting about this one is that for me, this kind of highlights, again, this goes back to the idea of mourn and this goes back to the idea of poor in spirit, but it's this reflection, this idea that, that your nature will in some ways like determine how you perceive the world in which you live. Like, and for those who are pure in heart, there's something that they process through, through these beatitudes, trying to, you know, or not trying to, but, but going through this process or God carrying them through this process, uh, depending on how you want to consider it and really coming to the point where it's like, there is a condition in your heart that allows you to come face to face with God. Right. And, and just the opposite of that. And I think, but there's, there is a sense in which you can't come face to face with God, right? Because you have no, like you don't even have a desire to at that point. You know what I mean? So I think that's the only thing that I would like nuance in that construct. Hey, you kind of referenced CS there again. You, you uh, always. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the, the one that's really challenging, this is a challenging one because either the, either you look at this, uh, anti-beatitude or whatever we're calling it or we're looking at what do we call it? Unbeatitude. Unbeatitude. <laughs> anti uh, is good though. I like anti yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. All right. So the unbeatitude or the regular one, I think for me just I mean they're both challenging because it really puts you back to this, okay, do I believe what scripture says? Because if you look at like Ezekiel, you look at I think it's Jeremiah, you look at Hebrews, it says what? That I do have a wretched heart, but God will give me a new heart. A yeah. new heart. Okay, well then that puts it upon God and it puts the, the work there. Um, so, I mean, it, and then I look at my own self and I see what I'm still capable of from an evil perspective. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, it just, it, it just makes you very aware that, man, I'm, you know, I'm there, but not there yet. Mm-hmm. And praise God, his grace is sufficient. And uh, yeah. And I think something that, that Andrew just hinted to just in his statement too, is, is that I hope nobody listening to this feels like we're three guys talking about, you know, we have arrived, oh, right? Yeah. You know, this is, and this is one of the reasons why we're in these conversations mm-hmm. is so that the three of us bare yeah. minimum and then whoever listens to the podcast yeah. can feel encouraged Absolutely. and can feel built up because of it because yeah. we're not there yet either. Yeah. Absolutely. The uh, Jeremiah 79, the uh, heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? Uh, and yet we see in the Beatitude, blessed are the pure in heart, right? Blessed are the pure in heart. Again, just a, I think an emphasis on the miraculous nature of the gospel. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, to, to take uh, us who are, have hearts that are desperately wicked, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and take us to a point in which we can actually have pure hearts uh, is a pretty amazing That's a big thing. deal. It, 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 really is. it really is. It really is. It really is. But uh, let me ask you all this. You know, this is where we, I, you made a really good point earlier, and I tried to go back to that whole idea of, you know, looking at these from just not only the ones of justification, but mm-hmm. sanctification. Yeah. I thought that was a really good point. This, you know, the conversation about a heart, the purity of the heart, I think is a big conversation for sanctification. Yeah. Because what we have to understand 
is that we're there but not there yet. So mm-hmm. like we have that and the whole ability as a believer to even do the right thing yep. with the right yep. motives for the right ends yep. is because of God. That's right. But we still have that flesh that's fighting us, mm-hmm. you know. And so it you know, I just want to encourage somebody right now that you know, if you have if you see that dividedness in you at times um, not that you celebrate the dividedness, but just celebrate the fact that there is one because that dividedness means what God is sanctifying you. So praise God for that. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. Let me let me let me do one other thing and then we'll move to the next one. And that's this again, our default setting as sinful, fallen human beings. Right. Mm-hmm. Are these unbeatitudes? Right. Yeah. Just, just take a look. Right. Wretched are the spiritually self-sufficient. In and of ourselves, we're always going to be self-sufficient, always trying to do things uh, uh, for ourselves. I can do it. Yeah. It's, it's about me. It's all about me. And I can do this because that's what I want to do. I mean, in the world we live in today, it's all about self-autonomy, right? Right. Uh, the autonomous self. Um, the, the second one there says, you deny the tragedy of the... I'm not sinful. No, you're sinful. You know, that's how right. dare you? Don't judge it? me. Exactly. The third one, uh, self-centered. Again, yeah, yeah, it is it, literally all about me, yeah, right? Uh, the fourth one, uh, uh, ceaselessly uh, justify uh, themselves, uh, endlessly justify themselves. Why did you do that? Well, because that's what I wanted to do. That's ultimately going back to the, the autonomous self. This is this is what is going to make me happy. This is why I did this. If you have a problem with it, we'll walk away. You don't have to be a part of it. Yeah. But for me, this is what I needed to do. Uh, merciless, right? I, I'm, why, why would I provide mercy to, to somebody else, right? Uh, no, no, no. You owe me. Think, I, I think about the, the man and, you know, bowing down uh, to the king. Uh, oh, please, uh, please, you know, uh, wipe this uh, big debt away. No, no, no. You have such a big debt, you're going to be in prison forever. Please, I'm begging, begging. Okay, the king says, fine, I'll wipe that debt away. It goes out. The guy owes him, you know, a, a few pennies. Give me those pennies. Grabs him by his throat. Give me those pennies. I don't have the pennies. Then go to jail, right? Uh, again, I think our, our, our default setting default. is that right there. That's, yeah. that's what mm-hmm. we're going to be. And, and again, just that, that, that idea of that transformational nature of the gospel, I think is something to be highlighted as we go through these. Amen. All right. Uh, the, the seventh mm-hmm. one here says this, wretched are those who reject peace, for they will earn the title Sons of Satan. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> right. And again, we'll t- <laughs> they got to it there, didn't they? <laughs> they did. No beating around the bush. Uh, all right. And then, of course, the opposite here, uh, or blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. So you we're know, looking at peacemakers this, and rejecting peace. Go ahead. I, I would think the really interesting thing is this highlights one of the things here is that always comes up in my mind is when the Pharisees are questioning Jesus, and Jesus is like, look, if you, if you listen to Moses— you you would you'd believe who I am, but you're sons of your father, the mm. devil. Mm. You know, I mean, yeah. it's, it's really John kind chapter of, eight, I think. Yeah, I, I very much think so. Yeah, but it's but it's just that it highlights that point that it's not just that the Pharisees in that particular case were like, oh, we want to do it things our way, right? They obviously would fall into the un- unbeatitudes, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. As we as we perceive them, but but just that there was a hostility that they were trying to pursue. Mm-hmm. Like their goal in questioning Jesus was to cause dissension, to cause separation. Right. And even in that context. So I just think, I think that is an interesting highlight. It just struck me because of your mm-hmm. father, Satan, mm-hmm. right. So or sons of Satan, right. Yeah. It's your father, the devil. That's yeah. what immediately popped mm-hmm. to my mind the first time we read that. Yeah. And I think using that same example and you go through, you go through the entirety of scripture. That's what Satan does. Absolutely. I mean, that's what he's been about. That's what he does. You know, I yep. mean, there's a war in heaven. When's the last time we preached on that one? <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not calling out preachers. I'm just saying yeah. that's a you know it's, it, you can read about in scripture. Okay, so the point mm-hmm. is, is what there, 
he's always been about that rejecting of the peace of God. And, and then it goes to the previous point of why, because he wants to elevate himself above who God mm-hmm. is, which then shows itself through these other bad atti- or unbeatitudes because we're, re- we're rejecting God and we're saying self. And so mm-hmm. therefore it is a natural overflow that what we're going to reject the peace of mm-hmm. God. Correct. One, one thought I had is going through looking at the peacemakers for a minute is not only uh, from a, from a, you know, physical or, or, or horizontal standpoint, will we be looking to make peace with others, mm-hmm. right? Or live at peace, uh, um, with, with others, uh, but also from an ambassador of Christ standpoint, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, literally going out as an ambassador of Christ, right? Helping individuals see that they need peace with God. They're currently at enmity or at, at hostility with right. God, rebellion against God, yet showing them, no, you can have peace, right? We can be peacemakers right. in that way as well. And that's well, kind I think, of, yeah, and that goes back to what Paul says is ministers of reconciliation, yeah. right? The ministry yeah. of reconciliation, yeah. certainly. Yeah. And then the last uh, unbeatitude here says this, wretched are the uncommitted for con- convenience's sake. For their destination is hell. And of course, the last one here says, uh, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Thoughts? Well, I mean, I'll I'll jump in first here. Okay, so if you read the if you read the regular Beatitudes, if we're we're listing this as like he's the editor of the commentary yeah. is surmising, I think, two or three verses because the the regular or the real Beatitudes, I think, have two verses or three verses in regard in, in regards to persecution and the reward. Yeah, okay, so I'll just read that the whole section. Then, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad for your prophets uh, are... For your reward is great in heaven, uh, for it said they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So, again, I think he's taking both of those <clears throat> and putting them here. Okay. Right? So, w- one is, this one seems the, I, I mean, I get his point. I think it's good. You know, I think he's right. But I think the regular beatitude has a little bit more weight than this one because, you know, there there is a pain in the offering, if you will, to mm-hmm. follow Christ. I mean, that's, you know, I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer, but mm-hmm. I mean, scripture is very clear. What, if you're going to live a righteous life, you're going to suffer one way or the other. I don't care if you, which country you live in, you know, we don't have a persecuted church and an unpersecuted church. We have one church and mm-hmm. it's persecuted. It, it, the, there's, there's no separation of that, you know, and, and, you know, we face it in different ways and in different severities and at different times. Fine. But there is that reality, but there's also a great blessing in that, not only for the future that the Beatitudes hold, but mm-hmm. for the now, you mm-hmm. know, it says the fellowship of suffering, what you'll find is that when you go through these seasons of suffering, uh, that that there is a greater depth that you you have, and not only that, you have a greater fellowship with others in, in Christ. So it's a good thing. All right. So a lot of depth there, a lot of a lot of positive depth, and a lot of challenging stuff. This one, again, the part that hits me so much is that I'm uncommitted for what convenience. Yeah. I I don't want to go through this hardship. Mm-hmm. So therefore, okay, I have a short-sighted perspective of things, mm-hmm. and thus. My destiny is hell because I'm not seeing the bigger picture, which, in my opinion, kind of relates back to all of this because I mm-hmm. can't see past where myself. Mm-hmm. I can't see anything bigger than what's in front of my own eyes. Yeah. So therefore, I I don't want to go down that route. Yeah, I'll do whatever it takes not to you know suffer. Mm-hmm. So he hits the he- nail on the head. I think he does a good job. I just think the weight of the regular beatitude mm-hmm. really a lot of weight there. Well, and I think that I think the weight versus the the 
non-weight of, of the unbeatitude, I think, is it, like uh, like Andrew is pointing to. I think it even drives home the point even further. The fact that it is this last beatitude or the last unbeatitude in contrast to the last beatitude, the vapidness of that unbeatitude, I think, actually highlights the Good. point yeah. as to how pathetic that that unbeatitude list and how chasing it is, and not not pathetic to name call, but pathetic in the sense that it it has no weight and no substance to it. It really is pitiable mm-hmm. that that you would come to the end of this this self-oriented, self-focused, uh, self-justifying uh, line of thinking, and at the end of the day, you look at it and you go, you know, that's a that's a pretty lame perspective to hold in the whole world. I mean, even from an unbelieving perspective, somebody who's not willing to give themselves, somebody who's not willing to seek the other's good, somebody who's who's really just completely self-oriented is not somebody we even want to be around, right? Even a non-believer doesn't want to be around that person because that kind of a person is ultimately going to 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 be useless in any sense of the, the construct. So I think the vapidness of it, uh, the, the, the hollowness of it rings true. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, so wretched are the uncommitted for convenience's sake for their destination uh, is hell. And obviously this unbeatitude is leaning into this idea of commitment or lack thereof, right? Uh, it's really what that is. It's, 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 it's a lack of commitment for anything that really matters. Um, so, we had, we had talked about getting into uh, the Luke chapter 6, but I'm thinking, uh, do we have time? What do you think? I think we, let's make it another episode. This one's already, okay. you know. All right. So we'll, we'll end. Because this stuff was good. Yeah. I, this yeah. was really cool. Yeah. I like this yeah, exercise. This is, this is fun. All right. So we'll end uh, this episode here. Uh, ben, would you mind uh, closing word of prayer? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, man. God, thank you so much uh, for just the reality that you've given us, that you've blessed us with, that there is this sense in which you are building something new and great and different in us. And Lord, we just pray that you would help not only uh, as the three of us gather around these thoughts and ideas and, and your word, but that everybody who, who participates in this conversation by hearing and listening uh, gains the same uh, weight, as Andrew referenced so often, the weight of uh, of the Beatitudes, uh, that your goodness is rolling down and that you are actively changing and, 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 and sanctifying and justifying us as believers. And Father, we just pray that we would continue to use these ideas and the hope the hope displayed in the in the Beatitudes and the, the wretchedness or the, the hopelessness of the unbeatitudes and that we would as a community of believers reach out to those who are hopeless and uh, share the gospel with them that it might give them strength, that it might give them hope, life, and purpose in you and that through all these things you would be glorified. So we thank you again and we praise you for these things and we do this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks guys. As always, thank you for listening to People in Exile. For more information, visit the website peopleinexile.com and make sure to follow us on Facebook. Until next time, keep praying and seeking the welfare of your sitting.